Hello, everybody. This is Voice Entrepreneur with Ben Smith. Happy Sunday to you. It is a very laid-back, casual Sunday morning here in the Smith household. So, feeling good, enjoying the weekend, and thought we should answer some questions I received on episode 94. That was Friday's episode on Offline marketing for voice skills. I think there was a nice reaction. I think people were really curious on offline marketing and genuinely want to do it and want to try and experiment with it. Uh, but it's it, it feels a little bit crazy. It feels a little bit wild. So got some good follow-up questions on exactly how to do it. So I thought we should answer them today. All right. First question was from Saul, and Saul asks, Ben, you mentioned tools. Which tools do you specifically use for your offline marketing? Um, Okay, Saul, so I mentioned a few of them. Let me mention all of them. Uh, First of all, I love to use Jotform. Jotform Jotform.com is for the web forms. So if you direct somebody uh, online, you need to send them someplace I use JotForm so that they can fill in information. I can get email address. Uh, They can tell me more about themselves for whatever offer they are redeeming. As we described on Friday, you really need some sort of offer if you're doing offline marketing. You need to offer your audience or these people something uh, in return for doing what, what you want. So whether it's some sort of free gift, whether it's a discount, whether it's a free PDF, uh, something you need to give them. And JotForm is the way to do that. It's really easy to make web forms. Uh, If you have questions on that, let me know. Um, Next one, I use short codes from lead pages. Short codes, uh, that's for texting. I I forget forget if my number is, I think it's like 44422, something like that. But that way people can text a very short uh, phone number it's not uh, hard to remember. Uh, it's, just, it's just a good way of doing things. Uh, not necessary and can be a little bit expensive, but if you feel like you really are making an investment in offline marketing, I do think you should try out short codes with lead pages. Uh, next tool, I mentioned Fiverr.com. Fiverr is amazing. If you haven't heard of it, it's an incredible marketplace where you can get people to do small tasks for you for $5, $10, does go up these days, but generally it's around five or ten dollars, and I've I've just gotten really good design. I'm I'm impressed. In fact, uh, I've got I don't know maybe I'm guessing ten or twenty logos over the last year on different projects on Fiverr. So it's the way to go. All right, next tool I do use for my CRM. I use HubSpot, so that's how I'm keeping track of email addresses and people. Um, I also use, of course, MailChimp, so I integrate MailChimp and HubSpot together, and it works pretty nicely for me so far. Um, One of the guys I work with is investigating how we can do more with HubSpot right now. So, yeah, I think all of these tools, I mean, one thing is there, there are so many tools out there. It gets expensive, so I do try to keep things very simple and, and use as few of tools as humanly possible. But I think that all of these tools are really good for offline marketing. Um, Okay, Uh, next question. This one is from Janelle. Other places to offline market? 
So yeah, I have I have some some funny ideas. Uh, if you're in the California area, one thing I've noticed is that wealthy suburban areas are amazing offline marketing areas. Specifically, this is going to sound a little crazy. Hot summer Saturday nights in downtown Palo Alto are amazing. There are so many people walking around. You have families, you have teenagers, and they're they're like the families of the wealthiest tech people in the world. They're wandering around looking for conversation on a Saturday night in Palo Alto. It is the best place ever to strategically talk to people and hand out three by three cards. I really mean it. There are so many people eating ice cream or standing in line for ice cream on a Saturday night in Palo Alto. I highly suggest hanging out, talking to people, striking up conversations, bring your little three by three cards. You might be surprised. I think that is a terrific strategy, specifically Palo Alto. There are, of course, lots of towns like that, uh, but Palo Alto seems to me to be the best. Um, another area you could go, gyms. If you can afford to go to a gym, you probably have some sort of voice assistant. So I would strategically talk to a lot of people at the gym. Also, my super sneaky bonus on this one is look for people with Apple watches on their wrist. Anybody with an Apple watch probably values new technology. They would have interest in voice skills. They probably have Alexi at home. But... I really just think if someone owns an Apple Watch, from a consumer perspective, they're probably buying whatever people are marketing to them. I have an old saying, basically, that if you have an Apple Watch on, I can sell you anything. I just know it's the right type of consumer where if you market to them, they will buy something. And I know some of you with Apple Watches are going to be really mad at me for saying that, but I think it's true. Uh, you just like to buy stuff. So if you have an Apple Watch, I want to sell to you. That's one of the things I always look for. Um, and, and that's also a great sneaky one, by the way, if you're talking to people one by one at Starbucks. If you see someone with an Apple Watch on at Starbucks, that is like the sign that you should talk to them. All right. Uh, next question. This one is from Jamie. Jamie asks, I want to do offline, but I want to stay home and do it from the comfort of my own home. Uh, okay, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I think that, look, I get it. Uh, talking to people in real life creates so many unintentional beneficial consequences. So I'm more in favor of you actually going out there and talking to people. Uh, however, if you want to stay home and still do offline marketing, perhaps you could look into physical mail. I know that sending postcards can be way cheaper than you think, as long as you're pretty targeted, but it definitely won't be as cheap as my three by three glossy card strategy I went over on Friday. Um, I can make glossy cards for $25. That includes the design of the card. So that's really tough to beat. That means that uh, I potentially have a cost per acquisition of, of somebody at, you know, a few cents a piece. If I'm going to downtown Palo Alto or, or, or I, I find a line of, of people somewhere, uh, of course my time as well, but, uh, it can just be a few cents, uh, postcards. You obviously have postage, so it's not going to be quite as cheap, but it can be effective. Um, all right. Next question. This one is from Simon. Simon asks, have you ever had 
people yell at you. Uh, yeah, sure. It definitely happens. And it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And it sucks. Like, I, I can't lie about that. It does suck. I'm also on the sensitive side. It bothers me. Uh, it really does. But the better I get at entrepreneuring, the, the more I can get past it. As an entrepreneur, your job is to change people's behavior. And it's your vision you are selling and you're affecting change. Like that, by definition, that's who you are and what, what, what you're doing. So anybody that is a change maker will have people that don't like them from time to time. It's just true. You can't get away from it. Uh, and that's true no matter where you fall politically, where you fall, uh, anything you're doing, some people are not going to like it if you are affecting change. So when I started, and when well, let me say this. When I started allowing one or two people to not like me and just let that be without me melting down and me just sort of being okay with it, I became a much better entrepreneur and I actually think I became a better person. I just let it sit. And it's okay. Some people will get upset. But there are lots more people that will just thank you. And that compliment and cheer, it feels incredible. And just watch. You're, you're going to be surprised. When I've been doing Voice Entrepreneur, I would say 97 98% of people say the nicest things to me. And it feels great. And it makes me feel so good uh, that I'm helping, or at least uh, there's some positivity there. And sure, there are 2% of people that don't like what you're doing, but um, I just let it sit and I've become a better entrepreneur. Um, entrepreneuring, again, is selling. So go out there and sell. Don't let one or two people stand in your way and just, just go for it. All right, last question from Dean. Any other oddball gorilla advice to market voice skills? Um, yeah, let me think. I, you know what? I think a killer idea is to team up with other people doing voice skills and create a voice skill day. Sort of like how Amazon has Amazon Prime Day. I would have like a voice skill day. Sort of like one of those like taste of like taste of Los Angeles days in cities where people sample local food. I would go for that. I would create a voice skill day. Organize your voice skill friends you met in the, I, I don't know, maybe you met them in the Voice Entrepreneur Facebook group or at a conference or something. Organize them, put them together, create a sample platter, and then go for it. Make a day and then market that day. It's going to be newsworthy. People are going to cover it. You're going to get attention. So much of this is just about getting attention. So those are my thoughts for today. Those are my answers. Hope you enjoyed offline marketing for voice skills. We'll cover way more in the days and weeks and months to come. But uh, yeah. All right. I will talk to all of you tomorrow.